Hello and welcome back to the Nerd Podcast. If you're joining us for the first time ever, that's Never Ending Retro Dialogue. I'm Jordan. And I'm Doug. I'm going to be honest, I almost said I'm Doug. Ooh. Freaky <laughs> on a, Friday. On accident. Awesome. I almost said that. Um, so this is our end of the month for June. Yes. End of the month. I can't believe it, that it's over. It, it uh, so, <laughs> truth be told... We we almost forgot that yeah, this was that's the true. last week. We're we're literally recording this episode about as late as we can. Yeah. Uh, in order to have it edited and, and put up. I do want to say something really quick. Yeah. Um, so when this episode will be um, uploaded for everyone's uh, listening enjoyment, it will be uh, mine and Sharon's anniversary. Nice. Um, so this year marks twenty three years. Wow. Um, and so I just want to give a shout out to her because. Uh, she, you know, supports all my nerdiness, and you know, between the the collecting of things and uh, watching of things, yeah. and, and uh, encourages this podcast like nobody's business. So I just uh, don't know if I could do it without her. So happy anniversary, Sharon! That's great. Twenty three years. Yeah. What's the secret? Um. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know, um, putting up with each other. No, no. Oh, okay. No, no. Um, look, you know, I think we're still figuring it out, okay. right? Um, I can I can tell you what my, my grandpa Wire told me once when, when Sharon and I were about to get married. My grandma and grandpa were celebrating their 50th anniversary. Wow. And um, I asked him if he had any words of words of wisdom for me sure and and he told me with his little wry smile that he uh could uh flash at you and he's like fight and i'm like what (laughs) you don't want to fight he goes no not he goes make sure you're heard and and don't be afraid to talk it out and i started thinking about all the times i went and visited and you know my grandma would say something and he'd bark back, you know, no matter how silly it was or whatnot, and they would just banter back and forth. They never really got mad at each other um, or fight. They just, it was just this this perpetual conversation. And so, yeah, I think hmm. it's the old communication. Yeah, right? communication is uh, key. Yeah, he, that was his words of wisdom, so. Wow. Yeah. I never would have guessed that. No, right? Yeah, but I guess. I, I think it's helpful too that that you support each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, no matter what it is, so obviously, as we sit in the nerd loft, uh, it would be hard to be married for twenty three years <laughs> if she didn't. Right. Didn't support stuff like this. Right. But she enjoys it too. Good. So, but yeah, that's there good. You go. Twenty three years. Well, congratulations, guys. Well, thanks. Yeah. Here's the twenty three more. I was gonna say twenty three more. Yeah. What'll that be? Sixty six? Sixty yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, forty forty six, not sixty six. I was a whole decade ahead of myself. We'd be in our sixties though. Oh golly. Yeah. Wow. That's what you meant. Yeah. That's yeah. Time I, flies. The math crossed wires in my head somehow. Mathing. Mathing is math, hard. Mathing is hard. So yeah, so yeah. what what fun stuff did you do this month? Well, the big thing was that I had a birthday this month. You did. I turned thirty one. Uh I didn't have nearly as existential of a crisis as I did when I turned 30, I think. 
Although I don't really remember if I had one when I turned 30. I probably did because I have existential crises like left and right these days. But I didn't have one um, because I've been rebranding. I've been doing a corporate rebranding of 31 as 30 fun. 30 fun. Okay. So I have been less worried about it. So that was probably the biggest uh, thing that I, you know, that I did this month was turn 30. I didn't even do anything, but I did turn 31. Um, I went to the book loft. Mm-hmm. Which, if you don't know what the book loft is, it's in German Village in Columbus. You gotta go. It's thirty-two rooms full of books. It's amazing. It's it's like a labyrinth of books. You just have to go experience. It's more about the experience, I think. Correct. Even than the book, because there are rooms of like books that I don't really care about, like yoga books. I'm yeah. not. I'm not into yoga, but a lot of people are. So it's good that they have those books. But but even though I'm not into yoga, I still go and I look through because it's just like that's one of the rooms you have to go through. Um, so I went to the book loft. Uh, I went to German Village, and then we had dinner with mm-hmm. my parents. Yes, and uh, there were like nine birthday parties that night. Oh my god, that at was the hilarious. Texas Roadhouse. Yes, that was absurd. It was like you it just was... you just couldn't stop, like they couldn't stop the party. It was like, like once a minute they yeah. were they were doing their yeehaw birthday yeah. call. <laughs> it was fantastic. And then Friday I went to Maker Social, which um, have you never been there? No. Um, did I tell you what this was? Uh uh-uh. Oh, Maker Social is a bar. But it's also where you can craft things. Oh, okay. So you can make, like, the first time I went there, I made coasters. Uh, this time I made a hoop wreath uh, that says, don't think, which is like a Ray Bradbury quote mm-hmm. about writing. So you can order uh, a project, and they give you the instructions, and you build it while you're... Now, obviously, I wasn't drinking, but I had mocktails, which oh, were really good. That's really neat. Where's that at? It's in Franklinton Arts District in oh, Columbus. Okay. We'll have to go sometime because I think you'd really like to, Yeah, that to sounds fun. Um, I wanted to make a leather bookmark, but I decided to make a hoop wreath. But next time I go, I'm going to make a bookmark. Because I found out, I did not know this, but what, what I found out was they had typewriter print that you can put on there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to do that next time. So um, the only problem is you have to hammer them in there. So I didn't want to do a lot of hammering that night. But... <laughs> But so I did that, and then on Sunday my family got together and we had a our our family celebration. Um, what was really funny was that apparently my dad had the idea of putting Don Quixote on my birthday cake, mm-hmm. but no place would do it because they thought it was copyright. Yeah, and I'm like, isn't that public domain? The well. The, the bigger issue is, too, is, like, some places won't freehand do art. Yeah. Well, but, I think that... I don't know if they were going to freehand the art or if they had an image. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I can tell you my place of business yeah. will not do anything like that. Yeah. 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 Well, they wanted to do that, and I thought that was a pretty clever idea. That is very cool. But, but yeah. nobody would do it. But they kept saying it was, like, legal, like copyright issues. And I'm like, this story is almost 500 years old. It can't be copyright yeah. issues. So... But they ended up getting a Justice League cake, which is just as good. But the, the Don Quixote cake would have been really funny. That would be great, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it was a pretty good birthday celebration. I had I celebrated multiple days because I was like, you know what? I'm only getting older. Yeah. It's time to party while I can. I will tell you, from my personal experience, though, um, 30 was the worst birthday. Really? Yeah. As what? far as the existential yeah, yeah, dread yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. Once you hit 40... 40 was nothing. Yeah. You'll, you'll be fine. It only gets easier now. Yeah. I, it's probably because you get more tired. Yeah, that's true. You get less time to worry. <laughs> you just sleep more. I uh, think that in my early, or my late 20s were like, 
maybe not my late late twenties, but my mid to late twenties, like twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, were were worse. Mm. Not existentially, but just like I just well maybe existentially, I just didn't know what I was doing or anything, and not that I know what I'm doing now, but I, I'm like oh okay, nobody knows what they're doing, you know. So, yeah. So it was all right. Yeah. But, you you realize we're all just aimlessly wandering yeah. around this rock. Oh yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. Um, I also have been so I got because it was my birthday I got some birthday money and uh, I have been playing around with new um, artistic mediums mm-hmm. because I got the money I went to Blick and I splurged so I've been playing around with a lot of new mediums and doing watercolor again and writing more and so it's been a very busy month in terms of artistic creation for me uh, I went to Blick and I dropped well, I don't know if I want to say it, but you, I, you just you bought stuff. I, I dropped some money, but I also donated some money, so that's why it was more. There expensive. you go. Because they had these packs of art, uh, create like a, these art supplies, and they went to a program. I forget what the program was, but if you bought them, they went to like kids in need or something. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. And so, and then they price matched me online, so they saved me some money, so I didn't spend as much as I was going to. So that was cool. But I dropped some money, and I got like oil pastels and black paper and white charcoal, which is basically just chalk. Yeah. But it's fancy, and I got um, a bunch of stuff to try out, and uh, I've been trying to do oil pastels. They're very um, cool looking, but they're kind of hard to learn how to use. Uh, but I've been doing that, and um, I think the biggest thing... Oh, I forgot. The biggest thing I think that I can say I did this month was I submitted to The New Yorker. Yes, I was going to ask you to talk about that. Yeah, I submitted my 10 cartoons to The New Yorker. I haven't heard anything back, so I'm assuming they won't be used, but I don't know yet because I don't know how long it takes them to do that. Um, so that was a big step for me. I, uh, I got a lot of them done when I was in Buffalo, Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I submitted when I was in New York because I was like, that's extra juju right there. That's it. That's the secret sauce. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so submitting to the New Yorker was really cool. Uh, I did 10 cartoons, black and white, and um, some of them are pretty funny, I think. you know, not I liked them. I, I think some yeah. of them were like better than others, but um, some of them were inspired by real life. Some of them were just like, they just came to me. And so that was a really cool, because um, I'm always saying, like, I want to take more risks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put myself out there more. And that, to me, was a big jump. Uh, so even if I don't get in, I'm going to, you know, I'll try again eventually. But even if I don't get in, it's just like, yeah, that was really cool. You can say you did it. Yeah. I also submitted to Reader's Digest later, like, the day before my birthday. But they only do five cartoons. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, half as much work. So it was, it was I don't know, though. I think my New Yorker cartoons were better because I was, like, really doing my best work because I was like, it's the New Yorker. It's the New Yorker. So I submitted there, and, yeah, it's just been a really, really good artistic month for me. Um, today, as of today when we were recording, I dropped my my new Dandy story. If you're unfamiliar, Detective Dandy is a, an occult detective. He uh, solves mysteries that have to do with uh, monsters and uh, kind of monster of the week. They're short stories, kind of X Files inspired. Kolchak the Night Stalker, really. Uh, and I did my new one, which was my tenth one. Nice. So nice. It's, yeah, it's been a very um, artistically satisfying month for me. And uh, I also started. Um, I showed you the something like waters. Yes. I started doing those again, but I'm doing them more as illustrated poems. So I've been reading more poetry. 
to try and like understand how to write poems because <laughs> I don't know about you but like poetry to me is like the hardest thing to write but I know you wrote or you still write poetry or? I still write yeah. yes because you were a big poet in college right correct yeah. yes and and I don't write as much as I used to I find I've never been good at just sitting down going okay I'm going to write yeah. something it's always a sentence or you know a handful of words come together um, I actually think the last thing I wrote was a haiku oh. um, and it was it was well I, a couple years ago actually now I was still substitute teaching yeah and the class it was an elementary class and <laughs> they were learning poetry that day and so I had to help them write haikus which was really fun because a lot of times when I am when I was substitute teaching you you know you just they did work on their Chromebooks there's all these things they can do or you know if there was an older group of kids you're watching a video um, there was just busy work but a handful of times I actually got to do class stuff yeah and this was one of them I got to I got to write haikus and help kids uh, write poetry which was awesome and so during one of my breaks uh, a sentence came to a couple words hit my head and, and I wrote I don't know if I ever shared that with you or not I don't to, know if you did I'll have to I'll share it with yeah. you yeah it's I like it I think it's but I'm biased too <laughs> but yes no poetry the the biggest um what's the word trap I always fall into with poetry is I I get that nagging feeling that oh the lines were clum the lines were clumsy or they yeah. didn't rhyme and it's like no they don't need to right you know just just go with it yeah um, but then there's other times where I absolutely love it when I make them all rhyme because that's just kind of the fun of yeah. it yeah um, so yeah but I enjoy it poetry is kind of like jazz you know to me because it's like you you the rules are so bendable oh it's yeah but also like much like jazz does anybody know what's going on yeah like does anybody really understand poetry exactly so and i know a lot of people are gonna be like oh i you know i get it but like you know i'm reading poetry and i'm like okay like this is something completely different because like when you're reading fiction like one thing happens and it leads to another and it leads to another but poetry is just like this free-forming it's like just flying almost and it's yeah. like it's very uh it's satisfying when you knock something out when you write it but like understanding it is one thing and, and writing is another so but yeah, so um, yeah, I, I went when I did go to the book loft. One of the books I got was a book of poetry by Sylvia Plath, and I'm reading it, and I'm just like, this is good, but I don't know what's happening <laughs> because I'm so used to reading and writing fiction that I'm just like, mm -hmm. oh, like things happen and there's dialogue, and but now I'm trying to open my mind to poetry, so I got I got some more poems, more, more poetry books from work last night, and uh, well, you know we'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll have to have a poetry workshop sometime. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Just, yeah. Whoever wants to come and just explore ideas, help each other out. You have to wear a beret, though. Oh, okay. And we have to be smoking and listening to bongos. Even better. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll get a ukulele out, too. Yeah. We could be beat, beatniks, finally. I've always wanted oh, to be a beatnik. I've always wanted to be. Can I grow a soul patch? Yeah, well, okay. that was, that was going to be my suggestion. I can't... <laughs> I don't think I can grow a soul patch, but... <laughs> On top of my beard. It's just one giant yeah, soul patch. It's, yeah, that's how big my soul is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's been a really good uh, month for me creatively. And awesome. that is the best thing for me, you know, like mentally and, and 
and everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've been doing, but um, I've been knocking out more short stories. I'm, I want to do a collection of short stories, and we were talking about doing a collection of Detective Dandy stories, mm -hmm. and I think what you said was a really great idea to do 13 because that's the spooky number. And so I was like, well, I've already got 10. All I need to do Just is three, three more, more, and then I can collect them in a book. Yeah. So I think that's my next project, probably. And anyone who who enjoys it so i know you you describe it as cole jack and x files in my mind he's kind of a combination of cole jack and perot oh and, yeah and, well, and, and, yeah. and it, the best of both worlds right yeah you've got the look but then you've got the stuff that he investigates yeah and, and i just well i'd be definitely lying if i said that poro was not a huge influence on me as a as a like mystery writer because he has a lot of short stories yeah. poro does mm -hmm. and obviously the mustache from Detective Dandy comes from Poirot because Poirot has such a finely kept mustache. Yeah, it's beautiful. And so one thing I always make a point to describe the mustache in the stories yeah. because it's just like the, the mustache and the hat are like icons for Detective Dandy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's a, I'm glad you said that because definitely the a lot of the mystery elements come from Poirot. Uh, I like to try and read those stories and figure out how you construct a mystery the hard thing about it is constructing a mystery in a short story form mm -hmm. because you have to do like micro mysteries basically sure now this one that i wrote that i released today doesn't really have a mystery because it's a two-parter so it's a conclusion of the one so they kind of solve the mystery in the first one and then it's all about revenge in yeah. the second one and like getting back at the vampires so. so if you haven't read the first one go back and read that yeah so bloodsuckers beware part one and bloodsuckers beware part two are out now and if you haven't read any of the detective danny stories they are on hotcakescomicsplus.com uh you can go on my facebook page and find it there uh or uh instagram i think has it on my bio but yeah, um, I. It's funny because I wrote. I actually wrote, Bloodsuckers Beware Part Two like, four months ago, and I just edited it lately, recently, and oh. dropped it today. That's how I always work. Is like I backlog all my stuff, and yep. I'm like, people are like, wow, how did you get all this stuff done? I'm like, well, I did it a year ago. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. So it's been it's been really fun, and uh, I uh, I also want to start. This is also kind of an open. Uh, invitation i want to start doing pen pal stuff oh yes i saw your post yeah. about this so i uh i want to start using uh my typewriter more mm -hmm. and so i want to do letters to people now i have one person that's taking me up on it so i need to start doing that well i tell you what i will take you up on it too because that will i want to use my your word processor, my word processor. Yeah. that's pretty cool i was thinking about that word processor the other yeah day. it's pretty cool i told you i found all the cables for it right yeah yes that was a, a happy day i was really <laughs> i was really down on myself for several months because uh, i thought i had lost those and i can't find replacements because right. you know it's from the mid 90s right. it was my grandma's word processor and um yeah yeah thankfully you know it was just one of those add moments where i put them in a place where i thought i would remember i put them right. in a safe place and yeah they were really safe all right <laughs> so, so safe they were safe from you exactly <laughs> so yeah yeah i think they'll be fun yeah yeah start a just... little nerd and uh start a nerdy uh nerd correspondence nerd correspondence yeah or poetry correspondence yeah, or, or both or artistic yeah just to yeah. sort of that's kind of the thing i really i've kind of like spread my wings and because like primarily i'm a cartoonist you know but i'm really starting to spread my my uh, experience around and try different things now mm -hmm. which i think that 
really did start when I turned 30. You know, I was like, oh, I want to try all this new stuff. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of experiencing that now. Now, I also am waiting to see what happens with Man About Town still. I haven't yes. heard back from them. So I'm going to assume they're not going to run it. But if they don't run it, then I'm just going to run it. So Absolutely. Because awesome. I've got quite a few of those in the bank. So, yeah. Great. So it's been really, it's been a very busy June for me yeah. in that in that regard so which is nice because i really like staying busy yeah i like creating Keep, keeps you out of trouble that's right well yeah. idle hands you know exactly that reminds me well i've been getting bugged about uh drawing unemployment part oh two. okay that's we'll on the have, docket we'll have to yeah have to get together and brainstorm some ideas for that yep because i know i already sent you a list but i think that music one that i just came yeah up you'll with, have to i'll have to send that to you because yeah. that may have to bump someone out yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah. If anyone doesn't know, Drawing Unemployment, uh, and most of you probably don't, was uh, was a comic that Jordan and I did. And he, he did the art, and I just wrote stupid dad <laughs> jokes, um, either either original or t- or tweaked some, you know, long-standing known ones right. to, to fit the, the parameters of somehow losing my job. So, there we go. Yeah, we definitely. I need to get on that. That was a really inspiring one because I really not. I did that really quickly, and usually my workload is a little bit slower. But um, I think working with other people inspires me to work quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily quicker, but just more like focused. Sure. So yeah, let's do that. Yeah. We can do that for. Figure it out. Yeah. But anywho, yeah. Anything else? Uh, I had space. You had space. Space was good. Space is. Uh, I think we talked about that in May. Yes. At the end of May. We were trying to get people to come. Yeah, and it was a pretty fun show. Um, it was good to be back. I missed three years due to COVID. Two years it was canceled. One year I had COVID right right before the show, uh, the day before the show, so I couldn't go. So it was really good to be back, and I was tabling with my good friend, the Lindemans, uh, Becca and Aaron. So that was really cool uh, because during downtime you could just talk to sure. them about stuff. Uh, that, was, that was probably the best part was just being with them. Um, and uh, yeah I had a variety of things I had my detective dandy I had drawing unemployment which did pretty well um, I had Night of the Slug there and mm-hmm. I had Gordy and uh, Poetic Justice and it was a it was a pretty uh, varied offering I thought uh, for the hotcakes slate mm-hmm. um, I did think it was a little harder to sell the prose stuff uh, but detective dandy ended up doing pretty well um, so I guess it wasn't as bad as I thought. Night of the Slug didn't sell too much, but I think that's because there weren't a lot of families there. Gotcha. So, I think my prediction is Night of the Slug will do well at Minicon. Yeah, that's more the audience, I think. Yeah. So, because that one, there's definitely more kids. Yes, correct. Yeah. And Minicon, you know, we're sitting here talking about. So Minicon is something that Jordan puts on through the library uh, here in Marysville. And it is August 26th. Yep. August 26th. Do we have a time yet on that? 12 to 4. 12 to 4. And is it going to be in the pavilion, yep. weather permitting? Yeah. So last year it was great. I think the pavilion is a is a perfect spot yeah. for it because it's so wide open. Yeah. Uh, we were able to have good crowds in there. And we're seen, you know, by the traffic. Yeah. And so people can sit there and go, oh, what's going on there? Yeah. Hey, let's stop and see. And uh, so, yeah, it was... It's good fun. I've always enjoyed it. So yeah, it'll be great this year. And uh, I think last year was our first year back. It was COVID. the first year back. Yeah. So this will be our 
sixth year, I think. Non, not counting non, the non-consecutive. Yeah, <laughs> not counting the COVID debacle. Yeah, but no, it's a good time. Yeah, there's usually a lot of great local people there, um, either doing art or books, and and then you've got your, you know, got a couple of people that sell things like yeah. toys and comics and stuff. Yeah, so. toys and comics. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it'll be I, great. I think. Yeah, Nia Slug will do well with that. Yeah, I think so too. And we're gonna we'll have to plug that more as it uh, gets closer. But it's actually pretty close. So it is. Man, August is right yeah. around the corner, man. Yep. My gosh, it is. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to do the same for the. There's a toy show that's going to be that's happening right. here in Marysville in September. September. At the end of September, like the twenty something. Yeah. I'll have to check. I'm still amazed that that's happening. And yeah, and it'll be here at the Union County Fairgrounds, and yours truly will be yeah. there with a table full of his finest goods. goods. Yeah. So you'll probably be the king of the tables. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see what all is offered there. Yeah. Um, I'm always a little leery especially with new things right right we did the one we did that one show in hilliard years ago and that was a, a horrible flop. yeah <laughs> um but that's also the the people who ran it you know chose to do a show on the the weekend of the osu michigan right. game not 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 a great idea so i i don't know i i know they've tried a toy show before i think they had it out at the the uh, jan wilkerson's oh um, yeah so, but that was pre-COVID too. Um, so we'll see. Um, I'm hopeful. So yeah, if anything, I, people can come by and say hi. Yeah, I think I think it'll be fun, even if just to kind of see all the local people. And Absolutely. Get your name out there. So yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah. So anything else? That's pretty much it. You know, I've been, uh, like I said, been pretty busy creating stuff. So. Yeah. I unfortunately didn't really get to watch many movies, or I only watched the one man. Yeah, what... we, we watched uh, the Flash movie, yeah. the new Flash movie. Um, so I know we've talked about this a bunch of times, is whether or not actually wanting to go and watch yeah. it because of the whole Ezra Miller yeah. um, debacle. I decided, or Wyatt and I decided, you know, Michael Keaton trumped that, right? And we wanted to go see it. Um, I did my best to keep away from hearing anything about it. I didn't know what kind of money it was making or what reviews were like or anything. So we went in with, with a fairly clean slate uh, to try to enjoy it. And it was good. Yeah. It was... There were a lot of moments where the CGI was, <laughs> was a little goofy. I have heard that. Um, I don't know if that was on purpose to because they tried a lot of times to put in this 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 campy humor yeah and but there was a lot of serious stuff going on too and it's like mm. so it didn't always hit right yeah in my opinion uh now michael keaton was awesome yeah and, and maybe that's just me putting my 1989 blinders right. <laughs> on and just loving it um i thought the young uh young lady who played supergirl um, did well. It, you were very aware, at least I was anyways. I guess I should say that. I was very aware that I had been sitting in the movie theater for two and a half Ugh, hours. Okay. Um, so there were a lot of slow doll areas mm. where it's just Ezra Miller talking with himself, 
you know, the other Barry, right. and it's just like, oh my gosh, can can we move on? Right. I really think that they could have made that movie shorter. So, um, I won't give away too much. I know it's been out for, what, two weeks now? Two weeks, I think. Two, three weeks. So I won't say too much about it um, regarding any plot lines. Um, if, if you've read The Flashpoint Paradox, then, then you know the gist of of the storyline or at least what Flash is doing. The one thing I will say is if you've read Flashpoint Paradox, don't expect that story. Okay. It is literally they take the very basic framework of the Flashpoint Paradox, meaning they take what the Flashpoint Paradox is, just how he does that and then makes make a completely different okay. movie. Um so um I think White and I both agreed we gave it a 3 3 and a half stars out of 5. Um, we think it's rewatchable. It's worth a rewatch. Um, it's not as bad as the last couple of Marvel movies that have come out. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I just, oh. I, I still couldn't get through that right. thing. Um, I've not even tried uh, Ant Man: Wasp: Quantumania. I've heard that's just, it's even worse than <laughs> Love and Thunder. Um, so yeah, so we watched that. Uh, we enjoyed that. Um, I started season four of The Expanse, right. and I'm halfway through that, enjoying that still. Um, still amazed at the technical uh, notes that they put in there as far as being in space and traveling yeah. in space and stuff. I actually did read three books this month, oh, which, okay. which was big for me because I've been kind of in a slump. I started reading... It would have been four. I intended to have Night of the Slug read before oh, we yeah, did that's this. Right. <laughs> um, but um, graduation party for yeah. the youngest, and then I was on vacation and did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of ran out of time. But I did read. Um, uh, Jordan got me this book. Uh, anyone who knows Dave Coverley's Speed Bump cartoon, or comic, not cartoon. Um, it's a one panel comic, kind of in the same vein as Far Side, but it's not as warped right maybe best way to put it it's much gentler yes much more gentler um but he found a 25th anniversary collection of it and i and it was who did it was it idw idw put together collection and it was absolutely i read that book in like now obviously they're all one right. panel comics so it's not but still i read that book in like a day and a half yeah. or something like that it was enjoyed it thoroughly if if you enjoy Far Side and and just little irreverent comedy, that's I love Speed Bumps. Yeah. So thanks, man. Oh, that yeah. was that was enjoyable. Um, yeah. Uh, what else did I read? I read Last Spot Standing, which is a Transformer story mm -hmm. uh, by Nick Roche. I hope I'm pronouncing their <laughs> name right. And the art was by E G E J. Excuse me, E J Sue. Premise is kind of like if. If you read The Last Ronin, the oh, Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtle story, it's kind of like that. Uh, you've got one Transformer that's, that's or so you think, still still sur surviving on a distant planet. Um, turns out um, they were wrong, and there's others. Oh. Uh, and there's this, this whole family that's been dedicated to protecting the secret. And... Uh, it was a really interesting story. At first, I wasn't sure what to think. Um, I won't give away who the last Transformer is, 
you know, but it's kind of like, no, really, that one? Yeah. But, but... Cosmos. Uh, Cosmos, there we go. It, it's it's the, the little police scooter one. But the story is really good. A- and I don't usually, the, through the first reading anyway, sit there and, and try to glean any deeper meanings right. from things. Um, but boy, this one really, it really kind of hits you. It's not that they were pushing it right in your face, but it's just like... Well, there's so much that, yeah, we could learn from that. And it's just, we turn a blind eye to so many things. But it was a really good story. Um, a little bit more violent. It, it shocked me. <laughs> a, a few of the places. Uh, but, I mean, it was good. So, definitely worth the read. Okay. Um, I would highly suggest it. It's called Last Spot Standing. Um, and then the last book I read... Um, was called the last book you'll ever read. So I probably wow. should have saved that for later in my life. Yeah. Um, but it's by one of my favorites, Colin Bunn. Right. And then the art is uh, by Leela um, Lays. Lies. Again, I apologize if I'm pronouncing their name wrong. Um, that one was, I mean, you have to have read Colin Bunn's stuff before to really get when he. So this was this was through Vault. So when when he does stuff for an indie uh, publisher, it it's way out there. I mean, it gets a little bit more gruesome. It's yeah. a little bit more graphic. This is definitely meant for an adult <laughs> adult audience. You don't don't let your twelve year old read right. it. Um, it's not it's not fun, scary. It's 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 pretty gruesome. And then the the theme is just really heavy. Um, but the concept is that this this author has written this book, and it's supposed to be a uh, a look at society and what we're becoming and what we have become. But it starts. You have all these people starting to kind of become possessed, and they're just ravaging, killing uh, each other. And there's just these hordes, and turns out that there was this uh, this secret entity that was putting the words to her so it was just it was the violence was over the top um yeah just over the top um real spooky um because the thing is is the message alone if you just read the words from her book and i'm using air quotes there it's a book inside of a book oh um they're very reflective of what our society is right now so I mean, you sit there and kind of go, "Ooh, are we, <laughs> are we, are we headed this way?" Oh my! <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, if you like Colin Bunn's work, uh, it's definitely worth a read. I don't know that there's any other. I don't. It didn't say it was a volume one, and that there's anything else after that. Uh, it kind of ended on a cliffhanger mm. or a, oh wow, is that really the end? Yeah. Um, but yeah definitely worth the read um especially i mean again you have to be into horror and violence and all the good stuff all the good stuff there's sex in there too i mean it's it's everything that your grandmother warned you about when you were a kid (laughs) um but yeah so that those what i read but the big thing that we did was origins game fair yeah which I was going to go to, but my niece had a birthday party, so I wasn't there. You were a good uncle. You were a good uncle. I 
I made sacrifices. So, there we go. As all <laughs> heroes need to. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Um, so anyone who doesn't know, Origins Game Fair is basically a gaming convention. Um, tabletop games, um, for the most part. You've got role-playing, you've got board games, you've got... Uh, as nerdy as I am, I still don't get all of the acronyms. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, acronyms that are used. So it was funny, we were... We started it in the first row, and we were looking at this book. And... <laughs> This guy goes, are you guys into TTRPGs? And I'm like, uh, and um, Blake yeah, was was with me. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm just sitting there. The whole time this guy was explaining the game, I'm like, what in the heck is a TTRPG? <laughs> I know what RPG is. Right. But I'm like, what is he talking about? And I'm just waiting for a clue. And I'm just sitting there going, racking my brain. Now, the game itself... Sounded really neat. It was. It was. It's. It's an RPG role playing yeah. game for for all those who don't even know what that means. It's not a grenade launcher from COD. <laughs> um, but it's. It it's a role playing game, and it's all contained in this book, but they use playing cards instead of dice, so there's no chance to it. Mm. You actually build a strategy. So you have you can use a regular deck of playing cards. And you build your your hand, and you have these attributes, and you have these powers, and you have boom, 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 and you use the cards during play. And so, the whole point of the game isn't so much a battle or winning a battle; it's being able to live with the choices that you made um, throughout, and can you survive? And so, it was really interesting. I didn't end up getting it because you still. You still need, they call them GMs, uh, Game Masters. So I just wasn't sure. My goal was to find stuff that Sharon and I could play or, you know, a small group of friends and just go. Um, But it was called, if anyone's interested, it's called uh, Necrobionic. And it was really neat. So the idea is is you're one of the few humans left and you're... And these these other things are trying to turn all the remaining humans into like these cyborg like creatures. Um, anyways, back to the original thing yeah. of me not being as nerdy as I think I am. TTRPG. What do you think it stands for? Tabletop. It is tabletop. Okay. I and but my question was then why at Origins do you need to right? <laughs> why do you need to classify it? Everything's right. A tabletop game there. Huh. Literally everything. That's that's what the whole. So I really didn't get why they had to say that. Yeah, I, I get know. that there are games you can play online. Right. You know, there's all kinds of different things you can do and host via Zoom and blah 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 blah. blah. But literally everything at Origins is yeah. a tabletop game. Huh. And that and that's why I just didn't get it. Right. Because it seemed too obvious. Too obvious. Yeah. But yeah, so I finally figured it out, and then I felt like a moron. Oh wow. But um, but yeah, Origins was awesome. Um, anyone who's been there. You know, if you love games, I'm sure you can drop comments. Uh, if you were there this year, what was your favorite game you saw? Because the neat thing is, is that they almost every booth has demo set up, so you can sit there and and try out the games um, before you buy them, which obviously is a great selling tactic. Um, I will say this though too. I don't know if I told you this. So when you go to Origins, they give you that coupon book, right? Right. So one of the coupon books was a free. D6 from this oh, one cool. place. 
so that was the first place we went to actually before we went uh, down the first row so we can get our our d6 and then i decided well maybe i'll look at another set of dice and then i see these dice in this tin and it says 2023 origins you know edition and i asked the gentleman what this was and he goes oh this is this is the set that matches the d6 we're giving away what a genius marketing move yeah to give away a d6 and then have a complete set of dice that match it because surely i'm not the only one that exists that once i know there's something that matches that i have to have it so that i have the set right right, right. <laughs> so i ended up buying it so that it had a place because there was even a spot in the tin for that d6 oh my gosh it That's was how get you. it's it was beautiful but um so yeah so it's it's amazing. There's so many different kinds of games there. You've got your family games. You've got your two-player games. You've got your RPGs. You've got your card games. I mean, it, it's it's literally any kind of game that you can imagine sitting around a table playing with your friends and family. They've got those kinds there. Um, it's just a blast, an absolute blast. Nice. Um, you got a bunch of artists there, too. There were so many different tables this year. I don't remember them last year. But I also wasn't playing D&D yet when we went there. Right. So many places selling mats, gaming yeah. mats. It was, and the artwork on them, beautiful. Yeah. Just absolutely gorgeous. I, I was close to buying a couple, but I, my goal was to get more games. Um, not, not like I need any more, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but we did get a few, um, and I forgot to write them down, so let's see if I can remember their names. So... The first one I got was called Five Minute Mystery. Okay. Um, can played with be played with two to six people, and literally, it takes the skills you learned in highlights. Remember okay, highlights yeah. magazine? <coughs> they always have that little thing where you try to find the things. Right. In it. They have all these cards where you're trying to find these shapes, and you're trying to describe them to someone who's holding this codex, and then they put the shapes on there. And you're, it's a whodunit. Oh. You're just, but you're trying to do it. It tells you how many minutes you have to catch the culprit. I mean, it's meant to be boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So Sharon and I tested that out. It was a blast. Turns out I'm not as observant. Oh no. And I'm sure I'm sure Sharon can attest to this. I was doing it so fast that I described a couple of shapes wrong on a couple of pieces, a couple of scenes. Um, but yeah, so that was really neat. I could see where it'd be even better with more people yeah. because if you've only got five minutes or seven minutes or I think the most you have is nine um, you're really trying to get those things passed around because you're passing the codex everyone's taking a turn with the scene cards and you got to boom boom spot this stuff fast um, so that was neat we got a game called uh, Black Hole Rainbows which, which is a game I got to demo personally um, a lot of the other games I just watched people play and this game's really fun um super simple you've got these light crystals and you're trying to get seven different colors in your black hole so you can create a supernova and get a coin and that's literally all you're doing and then there's these cards that you can play there's some strategy to it the more people there are the more strategizing you're going to have to do to make sure that you can get supernovas before them so that's fun uh sharon maddie and i played that one and um had fun with that and then the third game we got, we have not played yet, it's called Night Cage. Okay. And it's meant to be kind of a horror-type game 
you're you're in this prison this this, this basement and you're trying to find your way out but you can only see one like one space ahead of you you have a candle that's oh, all you okay. have and but you're trying to as you move through everyone needs to get a gate key and then you need to find the gate but every time you move when you go back the way you came the the maze changes oh so it's constantly ever rotating um so seems super fun i watched a, a few people play it and it looked like a blast a buddy of mine actually has played it and said, you know, try playing it with the lights as low as possible. Oh, wow. So we actually set it up on our dining room table with the front room table or light as low as you can. And oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely I'd like to try that with more people yeah. the first time just to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so Origins was a blast. Um, we went to Big Fun afterwards. Oh, cool. Because you're, you know, you're right there. Right there, yeah. So... <laughs> I got a couple of GoBots. Really? I'll have to show you downstairs. Yeah, they're downstairs. Wow. I, I decided this is how nerdy I am. So my mom used to buy GoBots right. every once in a while and pass them off as Transformers. Right. But I am a Transformer connoisseur. Sure. So I knew better. But I still played with them. Um, but I'm going to put them up there with my other Transformers and just envision that they're having this... this the Transformers are all snickering at the GoBots. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know you really don't belong here, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Uh, that's where they're going to go. Put them right up next to Unicron, maybe. <laughs> and in front of the giant uh, Lego Optimus. Optimus Prime. Yeah. But, wow. yeah, so... But, yeah, it was a good day. Cool. Um, I think that was... obvious. It was definitely Ethan's first time. So, I... We didn't mention the D and D group went, um, minus uh, Josh and Jordan, and um, so yeah, it was a blast. It was definitely Ethan's first time being there. It was John's first time being there. Per sure is Kate and Blake's first time being there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I think I was the only one who had been the there before. Experience since one. you weren't there, yeah, yeah, because you've been there before. No, correct? I've never been there. Oh crap! No. All right, next I'll year. I'll go man. next year. Next year. I'll make sure Penelope doesn't have a birthday next year. Yeah, she that's can... it. There we go. Yeah. She can skip it. She can, yeah, I mean, geez, you get one every year. Yeah, I know. When do you get tired of it? Let me Golly. Yeah, she needs to, needs to think about Grow other up, people. you seven-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Quit thinking about yourself. Um, but yeah, it is, it's a blast. Yeah. Um, you knew someone who was tabling there. Oh, who was that? Addie King. Oh, she was there? She had a nice. booth there. Sure, some of her collections, actually, I'm, there's one in that pile of books I'm pointing at. Yeah. Are all short stories she submitted for past origin shows? Oh, that's cool. So yeah, so she but she had a booth there, and there was as soon as you walk in, once you get past the the, the table gaming section where you could play with friends and stuff, there was a, a book section with all the authors, and she was oh, in there. Very cool. I didn't get a chance to go in and say hi, yeah. but um, I saw that she was listed. That's cool. So yeah, it was a blast. I it is such a fun the the tickets. Are a little, little pricier. They're not too bad compared to other cons. Right. I mean, it was it was forty five bucks for a ticket. So I mean, not cheap, but not crazy either. Um, I I can see why someone would want a weekend pass if you're heavy into gaming because you get people that buy the games and then they want to play them. Because the one gaming section stays open all night long. Yeah. 
So, I mean, if, if you're staying downtown or, you know, don't care about what time you're driving home, I could see how it could be fun to, you know, get, get a game going with, with people. Right. Um, on the other side. But, yeah, we did not do that. Um, but, man, we, we touched every square foot of the other side. Nice. It, it was wild. So, yeah, it was That's a good, good time. Um, while we're talking about fun and games, I want to transition to this. Yes. I was just, yes. We had the question of the month. Correct. I pulled it up while we were talking because I forgot about it. But our question was, what's your favorite video game? And, uh, boy, did we get some answers on this one. We got a lot of answers. Yeah. So, first one is uh, Josh White. He says Skyrim. Okay. So, I never really played Skyrim. I have not played it, but I own it. Okay. I know and I'm going to say this for Wyatt. Skyrim. Oh. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Skyrim? Yeah. Okay. I made the mistake of pronouncing it that way the first time we got it, and he hasn't let me live it down oh, wow. since. So now I just say Skyrim. Skyrim. So Skyrim, yes. Skyrim. Uh, Gareth Spriggs says Sonic Adventures. I haven't played much Sonic, um, but what I have played is pretty fun. I I have Sonic for the Sega. I think it's Sonic 2, actually. Oh, cool. Yes. Love the Sonic games. Sonic is a classic. Uh, Taylor Brick says Paper Mario games. Never played those. Ooh, I haven't either. I'm, you're going to find out that I'm not as experienced with, with the video games as I am with other nerd stuff, so... Um, I got you, man. Travis Sullivan says Warcraft Three before they remastered it. Never played that either. Now that's that's an on that's a PC game, right? Yes, I believe so. so. That's where my experience stops. I don't, I, I've not played. The only PC games I've ever played. There was a golf game that my <laughs> that my uncle had when he was the first one in the family to have a computer. Um, and then Jeopardy and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That's literally. All I played on the computer. I've never played any PC games besides that. Yeah, I don't. I have played a few, but not. Yeah, I know. When John listens to this, he's going to be severely upset. In his seat. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. Uh, We let you down. Michael Keegan says they've got three: Pokemon, which I've played a fair amount of Pokemon. Uh huh. Assassin's Creed, which I've never played at all. Assassin's Creed is fun. And The Sims, which I used to play a lot. Yeah, never played The Sims. Oh, The Sims was really fun. Do you know what the... Yes. Okay. Yep. You know the premise. So I fun. know the premise, just never played it. Yeah. Uh, our good friend River, uh, this is one I can relate to, Fallout New Vegas. That's uh, the one you keep telling me about. great But game. I don't own a system that yeah. I can play it on besides... I think there's... I think they released an edition for the Xbox One. I don't know, but that's that's probably my favorite Fallout game because it's got the Old West motif. Maybe I need to buy an Xbox 360 just so I can play it. It's probably worth it. Okay. I think. Or PS3. Yeah. Uh, and also Mirror's Edge. Don't tell Sharon. Okay. Okay. We'll edit this part out. Okay. <laughs> and uh, also Mirror's Edge, which I never played, but I watched my brother play, and that was really cool. Okay. That's a... Um, uh, I don't know how to describe that. Albert has given us another list. Love lists. Yeah, so... Oh, I skipped Ed. Ed says Baldur's Gate 2, which I also liked a lot. Never heard of it. Um, that was a PlayStation 2 game, I think. Or TIE Fighter or Dark Forces 2. I don't know those two. Nope. But I do have a PlayStation 2, so I will keep an eye out for those. Yeah, Baldur's Gate is a D&D game. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's fun. Uh, Albert's List says Action, Streets of Rage 2. Never played that, but it's for the Sega Genesis. Yep. 
uh, Adventure Landstalker for the Sega Genesis. Racing Mario Kart 8, oh, which of course. is for the Switch. Yeah. Play that a lot. We we actually um, we just we just played that uh, on my vacation. So for my dad's birthday is June nineteenth. So we try every year to do like a, a Mario Kart Memorial yeah. Day because he bought them Mario Kart on the Wii when they were kids. So every year we try to do a, a Mario Kart marathon where we just go to town and have fun. Nice. So yeah, so the 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 Mario Kart for the Switch is amazing. Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, he says his RPG for Japan, so JRPG, Tales of Symphonia, never... That's for the GameCube. I don't remember that one. Nope. I did not have a GameCube, oh, yeah. so... Favorite Western RPG is Disco Elysium, which is for the PC, so I didn't play that yep. either. Uh, sports Mario Tennis, Game Boy Color. <laughs> Mario Tennis, nice. Strategy Real-Time, Asian Mythology, which is for PG, okay. PC. And Turn-Based Strategy, Civilization 5 and 6. So I have heard of those games. Yes. I've never played them, but... I've never played Civilization, so... Oh, our old friend Rossi P. Yeah? Mega Man X2 is his favorite old school game. Mega and Man is awesome. his favorite new school game is World of Warcraft. Okay. And then we have a lot of... Another list from uh, Spencer Rupp, who I went to college with. Okay. Um... For open world RPGs, probably Red Dead Redemption 2. I would agree with that. That is one of my favorite video games of all time. Probably top five. Maybe top three. Wow. Yeah. So, I've got... I Did I tell you I finally downloaded it? Yeah. I bought it. Got it super cheap. Brand new copy. It is finally on my PS4. So, I will be playing that soon. So, I can't wait to see. It's Which reminds me, before we finish, or after we finish, it doesn't matter if we record this. i got to tell you something. Okay. it's it's You're going to love it. Okay. I can't wait. I love... I mean, we're staring at Red Dead Revolver for yeah. PS2. I loved that game, so and I loved uh, Red Dead Redemption. I had that for the 360. Um, so yeah, 360. Yeah. Yes. I think so. Uh, favorite straight-up first-person shooters: the Halo franchise. I used to play a lot of Halo up to Halo 3, basically. Mm -hmm. I never played anything after that. I've enjoyed the Halo games. I didn't play them as much as other people, but I did like them. Over-the-shoulder third-person. Mass Effect 2. Okay. I think I played the first one. I don't know if I played any of the other I didn't ones. play either. Yeah, I didn't play any of the Mass Effects. Uh, realistic first-person shooter, Battlefield 1. Never played that. Oh, Fantasy RPG, another Skyrim. Another, what did you say? Skyrim. Skyrim. Another Skyrim. <laughs> Stealth, Splinter Cell, Chaos Series. Did you ever play Splinter Cell? No, I did Those not. Those were fun. Those were fun games. Tom Clancy, Splinter Cell. Uh, Star Wars games, the original. The original Battlefront 2. Agreed. I've got it over there. That's one of the best video games of all time. Yeah. Uh, for relaxing, low-pressure simulator, Straw Dew, Va Straw Dew Valley, Straw Dew Valley, which I've never played, but I hear is like Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. So I've never played that. Uh, puzzle games, Portal Two. You ever played Portal? Nope. That was a really fun one. Racing, Burnout Three, Takedown. Okay. Uh, probably did play that one. I played a lot of racing games as a kid, and MMORPG, Guild Wars. Uh, and Civilization for turn-based strategy and real-time strategy, StarCraft II, Wings of Liberty. Well, these are a lot of games I've never played. Yeah. Man, there's so much out there. Yeah, Spencer, you're very well-versed. I'm not as good as you. Good on you, man. Yeah. Good on you. Brandon Kelly says, Knights of the Old Republic, which I would... would you played that one? I have. Now, I learned that John, our DM John, is a huge 
fan of Knights of the Old Republic. Oh. He texted me because he heard about me talking about it on the podcast. So he was like, oh, man, I didn't know you liked that. So shout out to John as well. Hey, John. So Knights of the Old Republic, great game. I mean, you can't get any better than that for Star Wars. Well, Battlefront 2 is really good. I don't know. They're t- t- totally different, though. They so. are. It's a really good game, though. Uh, we got another Mario Kart from Nate Lockwood. Only true answer, he says. Mario Kart is just a blast. Mario Kart is amazing, and like the fact that it's been around for so much longer right. than I, you know, you would realize. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Um, Julie O'Brien, who I work with, says Legends of Zelda. Classic. I'm surprised we haven't got that one yep. so far. I have. Do I have it on more? I think I just have it for the NES. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Joni Altman, who used to work at the library, says, Back in the day, I loved Defender and Centipede. I remember hanging out at the local convenience store. Nice. This, uh, what was it? Missile Command. Missile Command, a, yeah. Missile Command was a fun one, too. And then lastly, we have Tyler Woodbridge. Age of Empires 2. Never played that one. I think that's a PC game. It is. Red Dead Redemption 2. Another good another good one. Grand Theft Auto 5. I never played 5, I don't think. I never, no. I don't think I played anything after three. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's a classic. Halo Three and NASCAR Thunder Two Thousand Three. Nice. So that's a, a diverse group. That is a big. That was a big hit. I think. Yeah. What? So what's your answer? What are you picking? Okay, so my I'm gonna say the three games that come to my mind immediately. Uh huh. And not, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, because we've already been talking about it. Yeah. Fallout. If I have to pick one, it's New Vegas. And then Deadly Premonition, which is a... a sw- well, they remastered it for the Switch, and it's very much a Twin Peaks-inspired video game. Okay. You're solving a murder in a small town. You're an FBI agent, but it's also got a lot of supernatural elements. Interesting. So those are the three that come to my mind. What about you? Oof. So, much like uh, some of uh, the people commented, I-, I can't pick just one. Yeah. It, it has to be a list. Um, and it, it's going to be by gaming system, right? Yeah. So, um, for the Nintendo, you know, I, I was struggling with this just thinking about it, you know, for, for sentimental reasons, I want to say something like, you know, Mario or Super Mario three, right? Yeah. Um, just because we played those all the time. Um, so we're just going to stick with that because for, for the Sega, look, I'm going to be basic when I say this, but I love, I love Techno Super Bowl. Yeah. I I can pop that in and just play it all the time. Now I enjoy the Sonic games, love Mortal Kombat 3, Earthworm Jim. Yeah. I, but I mean, I can put in Techno Super Bowl and just play that all day long. Um, for the PlayStation... Um, it's probably Resident Evil. Yeah, oh, I didn't um, think about Resident, Resident Evil. Evil, especially the director's cut. Yeah. Um, with uh, oh my gosh, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Metal, Metal Gear Solid, uh, a close second. Uh, for the PS2. So now the PS2, I didn't have a PS2 growing up. I had an I or not growing up. I was older when it came out. Who am I trying to fool? <laughs> um, but I had an Xbox. So. The games are pretty much all the same, right? Um, so, I like the Red Dead Revolver, but for me, 
I'm I'm picking Ultimate Alliance two. Oh, Ultimate Alliance two, yeah. Um, one the replayability for it is is great. Yep. I do love I do love Battlefront two, but I can tell you there are so many memories of playing Ultimate Alliance two with the kids. Yeah. Once they got into video games and they could play, that's all they wanted to play, yeah. and it was a blast. So that's what I'm picking is uh, for that. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 I haven't played yet so I can't speak to it Um, for the newer system the Xbox One um, honestly I enjoy playing the the Call of Duty games just because I can pop it in, go online and just play I don't have a lot of free time to where I can dedicate, that's why I probably haven't started Red Dead Redemption (laughs) 2 yet so it was just fun to be able to just go in and, and play um that being said, again, getting to play Borderlands with Wyatt all yeah. the time was fun. And then Injustice. Mm, um, Injustice. The yeah. Injustice games were great. Um, they're starting to do those remakes of games. Yeah. So, like, Resident Evil 4 has been remade. The Resident Evil 2 was remade. Um, so, yeah. Um, PS4, oh, I mean, it's the same as, as the Xbox. Yeah. They got the same games. So, um I'm going to try to start playing Red Dead Redemption 2, and I want to start playing Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's a hard one to answer. Yeah, that's a tough one. Because I'm looking at it now, and I see Paperboy for the NES, oh, and yeah. I love playing Paperboy. <laughs> but we didn't even talk about Atari. Yeah. Founded in 1972. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. But, yeah. Missile Command was fun. Um, Jarl, Yar's Revenge is good Warlords is probably my favorite though so Pitfall was always fun yeah Pitfall yeah. but yeah so I was I was thrilled with how much yeah how many responses yeah. we got with that one so we'll yeah. have to come we'll have up to with come a with, really good yeah, one really for July one. if you guys have any suggestions for a survey question to put out there get on us on Facebook Instagram yeah. Twitter and and Give us your suggestions because we're open to anything that starts some good conversations. Yeah, really. So, because that those were a lot of great answers. Yeah. So, hopefully, we can come up with something good for next month. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I we always start these, and I wonder how much time we're going to be able yeah. to put into these, and we always end up going an hour or more, yeah. which yeah. is great. So. Well, yeah. Once we get to talking, you know, it doesn't stop. Does <laughs> it doesn't it? stop. But yeah. So, uh, maybe. We'll take pictures of the GoBots, and that's what you yeah. can use for the for, for the, the photo for yeah. this. But, uh, yeah. Man, I got nothing else. Yep, that's it for me. I'm spent. All right. Well, thanks as always, guys. Thanks for putting up with us for the <laughs> month of June, and hopefully you'll stick with us for July. And and do we know what episodes are coming out for July? Um, not to top of my head. Yeah, me look. neither. <laughs> I'd have to um, But, yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, if you guys went to – remember, if you went to Game Origins – Drop us. What was your favorite Drop booth? Did you pick up a game? Um, uh, but yeah. So otherwise, we'll guy. We'll catch you all next month. Stay nerdy. <laughs>